You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this your coach, Colin Moore. You know we love life and enjoying football. We got a top-notch coach on, a mentor, and he's helping people all across the world and young men develop into better men. He goes by the name of Wayne Dickens. He's the pl- director of player development at West Kentucky for the football team for them Hilltoppers, baby. And he was a ball player himself, man. He did his thing for them Auburn Tigers, and he, was, he also did his thing in the NFL for a little while as well. Not to mention, he's a Polk County representative, a warrior for God, and he's a reverend. He has a wife who's there by his side by the name of Stacy. He has three daughters, Naomi, Kenny, and they got a son, Duke. Well, I mean two daughters and a son, Duke. Now, today we're going to get straight to business, man, because he has a great story. And this is some great information just for players just want to know about other things other than just football, but it's going to be a good story to get into. This is the story of Wayne Dickens. How you doing, Coach? Man, I'm doing good, man. Glad to have y'all. Glad to have y'all. Small correction, I got um, one girl and two boys. Two boys, Cannon and Duke. (laughs) Got to get it right. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be a part of the podcast hey man we appreciate that we appreciate that and um just you know that you said that mike got three daughters okay and i got a son well i got a daughter and a son and we about to have number three in january so we all be a part of that three crew i don't know what that three feel like but i'm about to but um you I just wanna, gotta start playing a little zone coverage when you got three. <laughs> hey, ASAP too. ASAP. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm get right on it, man, because I know a lot of players be wanting to know what should they do once ball is over. So I want to ask you: When did you know that you actually want to be a part of, be around football, and to mentor the next young man coming up? You know, unfortunately, I didn't know until I was I was finished, and um, I was so laser focused on playing in the NFL that I didn't really give any other opportunities, any other um, career paths, any life or breath. And um, you know, I was really fortunate. God's hand was on my life, and my mentor basically hired me the day after I got released from the Tennessee Titans. But for most guys, it doesn't happen that way. And so that's why, you know, we put together the fifth quarter player development um, program. 
where we are actively working with players. I'm I'm always trying to get them to think about four or five years um, from now when they're finished to start working on those skills, building that network, thinking about what you want to do so that once the, the game ends, whether you play 10 years in the league or your final season is your senior year, you can transition smoothly into that next career field. See, Coach, that's exactly why me and Mike got into building life and football because we were sitting and we'll be going throughout the day and we'll just be seeing different stuff happen. A player get kicked off the team. Then you look back, something silly done happened to him after that. Or a player, like you said, go to the NFL and done ran through all the money. Now what? So that's exactly why we started building this and started helping players all around the country, man, just because we know for a fact you come out with no plan, man, and you jumping into life. It's like you really jumping into a frying pan and you finna get taxed right out the gate because you have no idea where you're going. And like you said, you was blessed with yours. So me and Mike, well, Mike knew what he wanted. I had to figure mine out on the go. But when your players, when you did create this, and I know the players go crazy over because it's giving them, it's giving them a, a look like, hey, man, think about it. Life coming and it's, it'll slap you in your face if you, you're not ready. So how do the players enjoy it? Well, you know, right now our program is fairly new. We're in our second year. And so I, I really feel like we're just starting to get traction with some of the guys. Um, we did a business panel last week that I think went really well, um, brought in four local businessmen that kind of shared their story. Some of them were former athletes at the university. Some are um, well-accomplished businessmen that have built businesses worth um, hundreds of millions of dollars. And so they, they always listen to those guys. But, you know, I got one guy, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm, I'm really excited about what he's done. He's already started building his real estate portfolio. He negotiated a deal last week with a local, um, with a local, and he's working with that owner of that house now. He's got his, he's got his own Airbnb business going, and he's already made um, profits his first month. And man, I couldn't be more excited about where he is and just just the way that his mind is thinking because he's still got two years on the field. And, and just imagine, guys, if if y'all had two years on the field, but you already had your business started that you were going to do for the rest of your life. How how much further you be in life once you get out and and you're in your mid-20s and you own a business. Correct, Coach Calder. There's a lot of situations where, you know, a lot of times for football players or any athlete, we had an opportunity to work in the summer and, you know, gain income. And what a great way to do that by, you know, progressing in the career field that you can actually work in and, have a business on your own after football. So that's mm -hmm. amazing. And coach, I just want to know a little bit more about you. How was it for you growing up and who helped you to become the person that you are today? Well, you know, I, I give all glory, number one, to God and just having his hand on my life, man. I I was extremely blessed with, with two parents um, that were that were completely different and how they were wired. But I think both of them, um, I took characteristics from both of them that really helped me to develop um, into who I am. And so just tell you a little bit about my parents. My mom is, is now deceased. She she passed back in 2017. 
but my mom was an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, most people don't know this about me because we grew up and we didn't have a lot, but both of my parents had PhDs. My mom got hers right um, after college. My dad ended up getting his later in life. Um, and, and then my baby sister as well um, has her PhD. So I'm the dumb one in the family. And um, and so, but my mom, tell you a little bit about her. She was one of the first African-American women in the city of Lakeland. Um, she was a pharmacist and she got with two doctors and a lawyer um, and they built one of the first buildings in Lakeland where it was 100% African-American run, but you could come um, as an african vice in that building. You could come and see the doctor in that building, and then you could walk around and get your prescription filled by my mom's store. And so um, I learned so much from her just about um, doing for yourself, um, about business, and, and the thing that I that I – I loved about my mom that I that I caught um, just watching her every day because I would go up to her store after school and I would be with her until we came home at six or seven. And when she closed that store, she would take medicine to all of the people, all of the older folks in the neighborhood who couldn't get to her. And sometimes we would sit for hours with those older folks and she would just talk to them. She would share Jesus with them. And so that's where I really learned how to serve people. Um, tell you a little bit about my dad really quick. So my dad grew up um, right outside of Tallahassee, Florida in Quincy um, on about 50 acres um, of a farm up there. And, and they didn't have a lot. They, um, they raised tobacco and grew hogs. And so one of the things that I learned from my dad was just to fight and, and not to quit. And that was one of the things in our house. If you started something, you had to finish it. And so for me, those that entrepreneurship and that ability just to fight through difficulty, um, it um it, it really has shaped me and molded me. My parents ended up getting divorced when I was about nine years old and um and they really just mismanaged their money. And we grew up and we we really struggled, you know. Um and and, and for them, I think it's more difficult than than people that just don't have anything because that pride of having advanced degrees, that, that pride of owning a business, that perception that you should have, um, and you come home and the refrigerator is completely empty. Um, I, I just imagine for my parents, they, they had a really difficult time growing up, but um, they were incredible blessings to me, and, and that really is who I am, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you to the death and I'm not going to quit and um, and I'm going to build it on my own. Coach, now come on, man. How you just going to say that like that? Talking about your daddy from Quincy. That's where I'm from. I'm really? from Quincy, Florida. Wow. Yes, sir. Small world, man. Small world. Yeah, yeah. I know all about that when they were doing that um tobacco. Yep. A lot of my uh, family members grew up. I mean, not me, but you know, for my uncles and aunties, a lot of them grew up working yeah. in those tobacco fields back then. That was a big industry in Quincy, Florida, and guess the county back in those days. So yeah, I done heard all of those stories, you know, from people working out there. And, you know, it helped a lot of families, and that's what majority of everybody worked back then. Yeah, but, man. Coach, I, I want to know about your playing career as well. How did you end up at Auburn and where you played your high school ball at? Well, and again, man, I just um, 
God really had his hand on me. My very first two offers were Florida and Florida State. And and you got to remember, that was that was back in the, the, the early 2000s, late 90s, when they were, you know, that game decided who went to go and play in the national championship game every year. And so um, I was extremely honored to receive those offers. But, you know, also what was going on at that time is, is they were they were absolutely um, stacked with talent on the defensive line. And and I knew I would have to leave the state of Florida to get an opportunity to, to play as a freshman to um, to really be able to crack the roster just because Florida, Florida State, University of Miami, those places were absolutely loaded. And so from from day one, I was really looking for a place that was outside the state. I was looking for a place that was um, that was quick enough where my mom could get up there on the weekends, but also it was further, it was far enough where she had to call before she came. You know, wanted a little bit of space as I as I grew into my manhood, and um, and so really it came down to Georgia Tech for me and Auburn University. And um, Georgia Tech was was all about the city of Atlanta, man. I, I, it was really difficult for me not to to be there um, in a community surrounded by so many African-American entrepreneurs, but um, eventually ended up choosing Auburn. And it was, it was honestly the best decision that I ever made in my life. I I really um, surrounded myself with, with coaches and mentors who, who cared about um, me as a person and making sure that not only that I played well on the field, but that I made it and um, was really fortunate. got an opportunity to play, um, early on as a freshman, which was a blessing, but it was also a curse for me um, because, you know, started smelling myself and not going to class and, and really had a had a difficult um, journey that next year and a half after that. And it really took me until my junior year for me to straighten up, to get my grades together, to 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 match my um, my ability on the field. And, and really my last two years in 03 and um, in 04, when we went undefeated and then 05 when we um we only lost one game that year um i think it was a four four or five overtime game to lsu we really got an opportunity to have some success on the on the field and that ultimately what gave me an opportunity to play in the nfl afterwards now coach how did it feel to actually make it to the nfl because that would have been your dream at least up until that point when you got out so how did that feel man it was it was it was absolutely incredible but at the same time it was anticlimactic you know it was is this it you know um because ultimately it's football man it is 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 hot during training camp i mean you're out there banging um I, i got an opportunity to to lay my eyes on some athletes that were just absolutely um touched by god um when i was there with the titans but it was you know man for me i always tell our players i say when you when you pray and you ask the lord for your dreams he he says that he wants to give you the desires of your heart right so my prayer always always was that i wanted to play in the nfl and i got an opportunity to do that but um not very long you know and so god gave me desire of my heart but i should like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be more specific about <laughs> yeah. what you want. Yes, sir. So now that you did get the taste of the league, and now that you do have the business side of um player development, where do you see yourself going within the next five or ten years? 
You know, man, I am I am honestly at an interesting crossroads um, in life. Um, uh, the the last two years, me and my wife started a real estate company, and we primarily do Airbnbs, and that is absolutely exploding, man. I mean, we we hit our we hit our ten year goal um, last month in revenue, and, and so that's that's growing in a way that I never would have imagined. Um, we've got the fifth quarter player development. Um, that's growing as well. And then I, I'm also full-time FCA. And so I'm really at a place for the first time in my life where I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know where, where or what I'm going to be doing in five years. You know, I think if I had an opportunity to, to construct it the way that I would um, want it to go, um, I would be doing player development full-time, um, working with athletes, um, you know, hopefully on the power five level with, with, would love to be um, somewhere, you know, somewhere in the SEC serving. Um, I think that's that's the goal for everybody, right? Um, but I'd also love to be able to continue to grow my real estate business and be able to build something that I actually get to leave to my children. Um, scripture tells us that a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. And so um, – but in saying all of that, I am, I am completely happy where I am right now. Um, love working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It has been a blessing for me and my family for the last 14 years. It's employed us for the last 14 years. They give me the freedom and the autonomy to, to serve athletes and coaches and, and work on, you know, work on my, uh, my side hustle on the weekends. And we absolutely love both. See ourselves here for the next 10 years. I'm, I'm open to what God has for my life, um, but I am really pleased with where I am now. Um, but I love to be able to grow and, um, and do some things in, um, in different ways if he opens that door for me. Coach, I got to go back to that <clears throat> statement you made when you were talking about asking God, for you know, for what you want, and yeah. telling them your dream because that's real important. Because when I think about it, when you just said it, I didn't ask God for the NFL when I was mm. younger, mm. and I prayed the same prayer. And I'm gonna I'm tell you about it. When I was in middle school, I started doing it in middle school. At that time, I I loved Florida State to the bone. I wanted to be a Seminole, but I knew I wanted to play linebacker. And then I got interest in, you know, the Tennessee linebackers, um, the Auburn linebackers, um, who else? Who um, LeVar Arrington. It was certain players I started noticing. I knew I wanted to play linebacker, but that was my dream. And I used to pray to God, man. I, used to, I prayed the same prayer to him. I would, I, said, I would say, God, bless and help me to play college football, play against a D1 team. I want to wear Nike cleats. I want to have a name <laughs> on the back of my jersey. I want to play in front of a crowd of 60,000 people. I want to, um, what else I used to say? Oh, I want to play on ESPN. I want to play a game on TV. Please, God, help me to be able to sign a scholarship as well. And, I, and, I, and this is something I prayed from probably about the seventh grade to my senior year in high school. Now, I end up having to go to junior college. 
And I came out of junior college, ended up getting a scholarship right down the road from you played ball at Auburn. I played at Alabama State. Okay. I got a scholarship there. And uh, we ended up playing Troy. And as you know, you all, you may heard, the Man City Classic, you know, they average over 65 to 70,000 fans in the stands. Yes, sir. So all my dreams came true that I asked God for. It. Now, I was thinking I was going to go to Florida State, but actually everything I asked God for, it came true. Amen. So that, Amen. that's a powerful statement that you just said. And my last thing I just want to ask you is, you know, if it's anything for encouraging or uh, birds or something that you can uh, say quickly to, you know, younger players or just any person out there who may need inspiration or have a, a sense of hope that they that you may can give. Yeah, you know, man, I think one of the things that's um, slowly fading about our culture is, um, especially, I think, in the African-American community, just the, the reason why African-Americans have been able to be so successful um, in, in view of all of the trials and difficulties we face through slavery and Jim Crow and um, segregation in this country is because we were always rooted um, in Christ. And what I'm starting to see more and more is our our family structure and our culture. Uh, we don't have big mama and, and, and granddaddy um, and those people in our lives um, encouraging us in our faith. And what's really beginning to happen is a, a lot of a lot of families are falling apart. A lot of people are um, stuck in difficulties and they don't have that that hope needed to climb up out of difficult situations. And, and so the thing that I would encourage any young person to do is, and I'm not saying um, to just turn over freely, but what I am saying is at, a, at, a, at that 17, 18 years old, you need to at least explore faith. You need to just check out and see what it's all about. Because for me, that was the, that was the key that really turned my life around. It really gave me an opportunity to, to dream differently because when, when you have God on your side, um, the, the world really um, is your oyster and nobody can stand against you. There are um, no things that can, that can stop you when, when God has laid his hand on you and he's blessed you. And so um, that's one of the things that I think if you have dreams and you have aspirations and you need faith, you need to be able to see things that aren't um, tangible yet. And, um, and so that's what I would encourage all young people to do, to at least explore their faith, um, see where it takes them, and, um, and just be diligent. Just whatever that goal is for you, don't quit until it's been accomplished. There it is, man. That Mr. Wayne Dickens, the Reverend, and then he's doing great things for the fifth quarter program. He's doing great things with LCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's a great program as well. And I just got to give a big shout out to him, and I want to thank him again for coming on. And I'm gonna leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down, or else you will fall to the ground. This is the Life of Football podcast. Catch you next time.
This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football This is a new state, I live your life This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football It's life in football